Another episode, another subplot. This one threatening to derail the exact thing that Kirkman has been working for. We'll talk about that and much more coming up next. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. This is a laid-back song. If anyone knows it, it's actually Surprise, Surprise by Bruce Springsteen. And I feel like it's appropriate because guess what? Another episode, another surprise. Who would have seen that one coming? Thank you guys for joining us. I am your lead host, Michael Klaus. You can follow me on Instagram at TheOnlyMC, on Twitter at MichaelKlausTV. I'm joined by my beautiful co-hosts who are laughing because I don't think you know this song. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I Look at they are not aware of <laughs> Bruce is- Springsteen. He's the best. This is an interesting song choice. Yeah. So, introduce yourselves, ladies. What's up, guys? I'm your host, Christine Alexis. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Christine Beam. Hey, guys. I'm Renee Ariel. You can follow me on Instagram and on Twitter at Renee Ariel. Well, let's be honest. We saw it coming. We knew it was going to happen. Right? Are we, are we surprised anymore about the things that happen in this show and that there's going to be a new development every week and the developments that we want to see, the ones with Hannah... And, you know, what is going on with the future vice president? Don't get answered. I feel like they just get the least amount of airtime. Like, why is that pivotal scene <laughs> at the end that I wanted to know about with Kimball yeah. and... Um, I'm blanking right now on the McLeish. VP. McLeish. Why was that at the end for two seconds? But I had to watch, you know... Tom and Leo look at an envelope for like 15. I didn't want to see that. Yeah, I guess we did get one thing. and There's two things I guess we did get solved in this episode. One is Leo knows that Kirkman is his dad. We got that settled with the letter. And then Seth and reporter Jordan are done. By the way, everyone who's joining us on the live chat, a lot of people uh, in here. Ariadne. I remember how to pronounce your name. Uh, Ivan's in there. Uh, Chaos is in there. Uh, so thank you very much for joining us. And we're certainly listening to all you guys. Um, yeah, it just, uh, not a lot of answers. And, you know, I keep, I kept looking at the clock every time of being like, okay, we got 15 minutes left in the show. Are we going to talk about this is plot? Are we going to have Hannah come forward and say, hey, this is, you know, this is what's going on. This is what's going on with McLeish. This is what I know about Atwood. No. Do you know anything? No. <laughs> yeah, that was really frustrating. I was getting very angry watching that scene. However, I get it. Like, I wish I didn't get it, but I get it. They're tracking your phone. They're listening. They know what's up. She knows they're dangerous. I get it. However, like, maybe, you know, if that meeting's a high priority, maybe not wait, like, several hours to have it. And maybe Hannah be a little more discreet and, like, look to see if someone else sees you taking pictures of Jason. Like, you're an FBI agent. I don't know. The whole thing just made me upset. Because, uh, still, still no one knows. No one knows McLeish is bad. No one knows. No one knows. very Well, people do know, but they're not saying anything. Well, yes, two people know. Yeah. And one of them's now being locked away. And the other one's now being tracked. So, yay. Super fun. Seemed like a rookie mistake that she would go out there with no backup and just... With a car, just pull it right up. Like, you make it seem like you're looking behind. But no, you have five feet of car in front of you. Also, yeah. like, he, Jason gave you information to help you. Like, use that. He gave you something. You were confused by it. Maybe be like, oh, my God, we're FBI agents. We're going to problem solve. And then, like, look into it before following him. And then when you're following him, not even, like, ducking. Like, I feel, 
as though that was very frustrating that she wouldn't think, hmm, these people are dangerous. Maybe someone else could see me taking photos, creating evidence. It's not very stealth of her. She just walked out like it was a normal day. So a couple (laughs) things. One, Ivan agrees it's a very frustrating episode. So he's on our team. Uh, And then uh, who is this? Uh, Oh, Chaos says, I feel like Hannah also doesn't really know who to trust. Do you think that could be something of... Obviously, we're seeing a lot of things uh, fluctuating and not knowing, you know, obviously with McLeish could be, you know, is a traitor. But is there other people? Do you think that that is a case with Hannah if she doesn't know who to trust? I don't think that's a reason why she didn't tell Aaron. However, I do think that it's it is 100% that someone else in the White House that we are close to is someone we cannot trust, that we do not know still. And that's going to be one of the plot twists for this season. Is that what you were talking about with the the tease that they were talking about for next week of uh, there's a traitor? That's what they're talking about. That's going to be a plot twist. But you don't think they're talking about McLeish? No. Really? We know about McLeish. And if but the president a, doesn't know about McLeish. Yeah, the president... It's not about... The, okay, it's not about the characters at this point. It's about the the viewers and yeah. getting satisfied. We want we want to be surprised. At this point, we wouldn't be. We know McLeish is bad. Yes, you know, we would be surprised that the president finally knows what's going on. That would be a surprise for all of us. However, that's not the, that's not going to be satisfying for us. So I, I'm giving them hope here. This is some faith that they are going to actually surprise us with someone that we're not expecting to be on the bad side, someone to be a double agent. That's what I. That's what I want to see. I just can't figure out who that would be. Like genuinely, at this point, because I feel like everyone, at least in my opinion, are, are just like one-dimensional characters. Like they, this is who they are, and they're either bad or good. I, I don't know. I just can't see it being. Well, we certainly know this show exciting. is not against introducing something that completely just blows our mind, even if it is certainly not realistic. And this time, we start out the episode with H five N one. Which I originally thought was like the bird flu. What is that? That's H1N1? Yeah. This is H5N1. Sorry, I don't know my CDC classifications just yet. (laughs) Uh, It is originally thought to be a strain of the flu, and it's ricin, which I feel like we've heard about before in terroristic circles of I think it is the powder or something that showed up. And the plot is to destroy or to basically destroy the election, to Mm -hmm. cancel the election. Good plot, bad plot, what do you think? Eh, I mean, it was nice. I, I'm glad they didn't go too into it. I get that it was just kind of like background storyline so for us to hear about, so it's something else going on as opposed to just going into the murder of uh, Nassar or just the McLeish thing. I get that they're trying to throw more at us to have new stories, for uh, just like a new plot for each episode, and that, that's what it was this time. I'm happy they didn't go like too, too into it. And then there was that sweet moment at the end where he's like, yay, I did something because I went to vote and I made you guys vote. Woo, empowerment. So, like, that was nice, but it wasn't, like, crazy. It did end on a happy note. It ended on a happy note. I think it was more for um, Tom Kirkman's storyline just to show Mm -hmm. his character development and how he's connecting with everyone. And actually, the one thing I did like about that storyline was it gave us more insight to how the country's feeling about everything that's going on. That's the one thing I feel like is missing from this show. You Mm -hmm. never get to see, like the public's reaction to things besides yeah. the little news blurbs that we get here and there kind of letting us know what's going on in the bigger picture. Yeah. So I like that, that we saw that, oh, you know, these people felt inspired by him. They're connecting mm-hmm. to him. That's more for him. But um, otherwise, it just kind of kept the episode going along, like you said, just like a background filler to yeah. I don't think it, I don't think it's a bad plan. I'm glad in terms of subplots, if we're ranking subplots, I yeah. would say that was a, it was a decent one. Yeah. It's not, I would say... 
on the level of uh, you know Leo finding out if Kirkman's his son, and we're like, really, this is this is what we're dealing with right now. Uh, I think it certainly flows into the whole you know Nassar thing and trying to you know basically bring down America, and I think it's a good plan. You know, you're certainly trying to delay this election. They said that no election has ever been canceled, which I didn't know that. Fun fact. Um, do you feel bad for Kirkman? I certainly think in in everything that we're seeing, I think w- maybe one of the main reasons that they're doing all this is try to show the, the stress that there is on a president. Do you feel bad for Kirkman? No. No? Someone I, asked that I in the live chat do. too earlier. I just feel like at this point, it's like when he goes with his gut, it either blows up in his face or, I don't know, I feel like he has he's confronted with all these difficult decisions and... Just clearly a lot of stress dealing with Leo and everything that's on his plate. Like, like you said, maybe it's just showing how much he has to deal with. I mean, yeah, I think it, but I think it like goes with the job. Like, I, I don't feel bad for him because he's the president of the United States and he should know what that comes with. But at the same time, he didn't really know what that would come with. So I get that. Mm-hmm. However, he did decide to take on this role. It wasn't like it was completely forced upon him. He could have said no. Leo, on the other hand, in that storyline, I do feel really, really bad for Tom. That must be really rough, um, having to race that guy, but, like... I feel like it's just frustrating. Like, you have, like, a ricin outbreak, and you're just still dealing with, like, the paternity of your kid. Like, that just, like, can we deal with that on the weekend, you know? Like, it just seems, like, too much. And he just walks off. Just completely just walks off. you're like, really? You're not going to talk about this? Not going to get this settled? (sighs) He's so frustrating. He was a high and low type of person. We saw both tonight, and thankfully, yeah. I hope that he's back to being in the middle. But there's no guarantee. Looks like uh, he left it alone for now. Um, I think you just you brought this up, didn't you? Because uh, Ko says in here, I wouldn't mind hearing how the public feels about Kirkman, other than just the reporters. Yeah, I, 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 think, that, I think that's what the show's missing. Yeah, because we, you know, we we hear from all the big wigs, but yeah, we don't see how the general public is like actually thinking about him not even just poll numbers but like what it would mean to be a regular joe in this society exactly that's that's what i'm missing to connect with this Mm -hmm. i totally get that i just think that that's not they're going for the angle of like just what happens in the white house and just their experience and all the things that they deal with and like they're trying to show us they don't really deal with the people one-on-one they do if there's a big problem and then they talk to someone one-on-one uh, yeah. with some people as Tom Kirkman does he calls people he he will talk to the people but we don't see them um every day out in life because Tom doesn't see them every day out in life the White House doesn't see them every day like that's why we're stuck I, kind of in the White House I get that I know it's a political show like this mm-hmm. is what they're exploring the presidency and all that but it's not without the people I just feel like they could give us a little bit more I mean if you I would trade that for less Leo scenes you know? oh like, my they're, gosh they're, wouldn't if anyone you wanna, if you want <laughs> exactly if you want to add substance in some way I think that'd be the way to go rather than just the other fillers that we're getting because something like that has never happened like think about that happening right now like I would want to know how everyone else is feeling I think just, you you pick up a scene like in a coffee shop and you have people like in line talking yeah. about this like, hey can you believe what's happening yeah. here what do you that think would be nice I mean that would be an easy thing. I don't know. What's everyone thinking out there on the live chat? For like uh, an episode, though. Like if they did that every episode where they're like every in a coffee shop or like everyone <laughs> stuck in line, yeah. that would get a little repetitive. However, you don't I mix do. Friends and <laughs> yeah, I want to be at that coffee shop from Friends. Um, what was that called? Central Perk. Central Perk. Central Perk. That's you can actually the one. see it if you go on the Warner Brothers lot on a tour. 
They had a pop up last year too in New York. Yeah, they did. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. I love Friends. Uh, but yeah, I think that would get repetitive. However, I do totally agree with you that it would be a nice element for the, uh, to add into the show. But I also understand like just like where. And we all do. Just yeah. where they're coming from and why they haven't shown us. I mean, I, we're eight episodes deep at this point. Like, I just don't <laughs> think it's going to happen. <laughs> it's, it's so too it's little, just, too late. Yeah, we're, I don't know. Um, probably the next biggest subplot, which they didn't talk about, and it's more of, uh, you know, seeing where it goes in future episodes, is the interesting dynamic that was laid out between the Congress people, congressmen, congressmen and congresswomen. Congressman and congressman, not congressmen. I guess there's only one of each. Congressman, <laughs> congresswoman. And they certainly have a duel at the end where they, you basically realize that both are dirty. And, like, they've they've been, like, silently dirty. Yeah. But now they're publicly dirty and admitting to each other of, like, this is my play. This is my play. Do you see that coming? No, because prior to that moment, I thought that they were both dirty playing for the same team. Like, when... Mm. I forgot... We're we're talking about McLeish and Kimball right now? Yeah. Yes. Guys, I wasn't surprised at all. First of all, McLeish... I'm not McLeish. Kimball, we've known, wants to take over. She does it, like, quietly. She's like, oh, I'm waiting for my turn. No surprise. And then McLeish, we know he's doing it for other reasons. Like, automatically, we knew that he wanted the VP position. And we're like, well, if the president dies, he would get it. But it's not a power play. No, I'm more so of like them having that confrontation. Obviously, we knew of each of their, you know, what they wanted. But she doesn't know he's working with terrorists. Yeah, I didn't think, I don't know, I thought maybe somehow later their storylines would connect and maybe they'd both be on like the adversary side wanting to take over the presidency. But I didn't see them competing against each other they for certainly it. like drew a line in the sand i mean you've we've seen the past couple of weeks maybe where it's been like a decision and they'll have different views even beginning of this episode mm-hmm. where he laid out something oh it was the the um investigation of atwood right yeah he saying, said he wouldn't support it yeah and saying you know should we should, should we have this investigation and mcleish is like you know i think there's bigger things for us to focus on so they certainly has some differences but the line in the sand yeah and i'm very interested to see where this will go where do you where i mean do you you think this will be like a complete adversarial thing or do you think that they will work together knowing that they they both want to get kirkman out i feel like that's the predictable route to go like let's were you saying that this show has not been predictable whatsoever (laughs) no i mean it it can continue to be more predictable and go that way and have them team up and you know, if she, you know, if he gets the presidency and she agrees to be VP for first term and then takes over or whatever the case is, like, they both seem really manipulative. Maybe they can, it seem maybe they might both team up against Kirkman, but then turn on each other later. I mean, I don't know. What do you think? I don't think that she's planning on necessarily, like, teaming up against Kirkman. I think she's just, like, playing her cards right and then waiting until it's her her turn, her, her time. I don't think she's going to try to sabotage the country to to do that. I do think, um, and I think that sabotaging Tom Kirkman would be sabotaging the country. And I think uh, McLeish, we already know, is going to sabotage. But I don't think it's going to be like butting heads necessarily. I do think that there will be times that Kim um, Kimball will be like, "Did you did you do that?" Like some because McLeish will try to sabotage, and I think Kimball will catch on to it, and perhaps. If Kimball realizes maybe he's a shady person, Kimball will 
eventually go to Tom Kirkman. I don't think Kimball's bad. I just think she she's like deep in politics and wants the power and wants to be president. But she doesn't know McLeish is a terrorist. Or if he even is, but we'll get to that. Yes, I, we'll see. Something I just thought about with all this is they're really setting it up that McLeish is going to be in this for a while. Just in the show? Yeah, I mean, yeah. If you think, think yeah. about that. Of he, he, no, like, his identity is not going to be revealed for a while. As much as we want it, I'm literally just thinking that now of, you know, are they leaving him in there and saying that this will be the new dynamic? Is McLeish um, kind of fighting there and his identity is not going to be revealed? Because otherwise, what's the point of them having that kind of line drawn in the sand of saying, here's how I'm going to feel, here's how I'm going to feel, we're going to be duking this out, basically, and we each have our own agendas, if Kirkman's just, or if uh, McLeish is just going to be wiped away. I feel like it was set up so that Kimball can later on help Tom Kirkman because she, it shows she's quick. I don't think it's going to be much of a like competition between the two as the show continues. I don't see that happening. Ivan, I don't think we're going to get a relationship between... Hook Stratton and McLeish. I'm sorry. He's, what? He's commenting in the live chat. He said, Hook Stratton and McLeish sitting in the tree. <laughs> oh my gosh. That would be the weirdest couple. That would be weird. Also, uh, McLeish is married. He's a politician though, so what does that mean? <laughs> Oops. Uh, sorry, I was expecting a, a comment back from that. Nothing. <laughs> um, no, I, I don't know. I, I just, I, as much as I want to have Hannah Wells say something, please say something, anything. Admit anything that you know. Right. I don't think it's going to happen now that you've drawn that land, that line, that Hook Stratton and McLeish are going to be that that fierce competition together. That's a plot I wouldn't want to see, so I really hope they don't do that. That's a dumb, that's so stupid. Like, she's waiting. It's not like they're both trying to, like, how can we get him out of here? How can we get him impeached? I don't think that's what... I she's think, going to try doing. I do. You think she's going to try everything in her power to get him impeached rather than just waiting? No, not impeached, but to get but to get him out or to have something happen where he won't win, however long till the next election. Yeah, he will. That's the thing. That's what she is trying to do is to get him next election, not to have yeah. him win. Yeah, but if uh, if so, they're both uh, in it for the long haul, really. But if McLeish is number two as the VP, then that really doesn't do her any good. Yeah, but I think, I mean, we know McLeish is trying to take over sooner rather than later as opposed to waiting for the next election. So that's why I don't mm-hmm. see it being the same. I see that maybe trying to set up a plot where Kirkman comes off really bad and then doesn't want to run again. And then it's like the powers of who is more powerful to be able to pick up the pieces and be the top dog in the next election cycle. Is it going to be McLeish as the VP spot, or is it going to be Hook Stratton as the Speaker of the House? Both on different sides of the aisle, both in very powerful positions. I see maybe that is where they're going. But how much longer can you po- Literally, how much longer can you possibly keep the McLeish information hidden? I know. I don't know. I feel like it's... It's kind of hurtful to the viewers. Like, give us something. Like, how long are we supposed to stay interested in this if we're not getting, like, we're not being satisfied by the storyline? Is anyone else, you know, comment in the live chat. Are anyone else at home literally just rolling their eyes when things happen? Or, like, you stand up and are like, Gah! 
Because we did, did that, what, five or six times? I was getting the very show? frustrated. Well, because, yeah. okay, if they were going to leave this McLeish thing going on for so long, like, the audience knows, no one else knows, aside from Hannah and Jason, and they can't tell anyone, yes. like, then don't tell us so early on, because as viewers watching just, like, their stupid plays every single episode of, like, oh, but then they just missed it, oh, but then we can't tell them, oh, but Jason gave it away, oh, Jason's kid got kidnapped, it's getting very frustrating for the viewers. I need them. I need the season, the winter season finale. I need some some sort of icebreaker with this. I'm get like I, it's making me a little bit of a crazy person. Yeah, I have to even agree. more so. Even more so <laughs> than I already am. By the way, follow my blog. <laughs> <laughs> Ariadne says that uh, I think Hook Stratton is trying to get Tom out during his first term, or at least that's what it sounded like when she was talking with McLeish. So that's certainly you know we'll see kind of where that goes. Talk about and you know we'll switch gears a little bit. Uh, Ivan says, I am Klaus, I'm getting sick of it. Thank you. Again, you're on our team. Ivan is completely aligned with us. Whatever political cool. party we are, Ivan's aligned Pump with us. Chair. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah, take the we didn't even mention the fact that Frank isn't here tonight. We're sorry about that, Frank, if you're listening. Um <laughs> he is away on personal business and will join us back next week. So you are missed, Frank. Uh but talking about one thing that is not you know, majorly divisive issues. The other thing that we kind of got solved is the situation between Seth and reporter Miss Jordan. Are you guys disappointed that they are not a couple anymore? I just found that storyline now just to be a little bit boring. I'm like indifferent to it. It didn't even go far enough. I wanted like like a real backstab or heartbreak. Like I wanted something to happen. It felt very much like, um, I told you not to say that. And she was like, I like didn't exactly say it. And it's like, oh, well, Let's just be professional. Like, that's what it was. And it felt, it just didn't feel as dramatic as I wanted it to be. And if they wanted to make it more dramatic, they should have kept their romance going on a little bit longer and had something a little bit more serious happen between them. But what I think they're trying to do is eventually have, like, a flirtatious dynamic now go on throughout the show and we're all, like, sexual tension. And then it won't happen for a long time, which is frustrating. Yeah, I don't. I don't think they're done for good. I think there's gonna really? be another oh, situation that good. comes up where he needs to tap back into that and get her to do something for him. By tap back into that, you I are referring mean, to. You know. It's gonna be sexual tension for a long gotcha. time, and then eventually they'll bone. But like, it's not. It's not gonna happen for a while. Let's be real. It's gonna happen. Yeah. We're gonna get. I don't think it you on. can say that they'll bone. I think it's more heel bone. I don't think she's gonna bone back. That would be even more awkward. You said they'll bone. It's more he. It's a, it, I understand what you're saying. I was yeah. just giving you a hard time. Uh, um, but I did find it interesting, and I and appreciated that Kirkman came in at the end and said, "You know, stay. I appreciate your journalism and searching for the truth, which is what this story was. Granted, it's more gossip journalism, but it's still journalism at its essence, and respected that." Yeah, I agree with him. It's her job. Yeah. Not much more to it. Like, she's a journalist. She's going to share the stories, share her truth. She had an interesting line um, when she was talking to Seth. She's like the, um, you know, just talking about not being silenced. And she said the president's relationship to the truth means something. And I think that's what they tried to bring home when Kirkman came back in to speak to her and told her, like, you know, I don't want you to leave. I want you to stay here and just try and be that stand-up guy and still continue to be honest and transparent. So... Maybe they'll. I wish it was something more more of journalistic integrity and like actual like hard hitting truth. Not is the son of the president not actually the president's son? Yeah, the story wasn't a good idea. That sounds like it'd wind up on like page six or something like that. Yeah, but at the same time, it's like 
it's it kept the, truth. the story interesting and it's one of those things it's like oh it's another thing of gossip that you know drama leads us on the edge of the show so did anything happen between them what's her name did they have Lisa? one day they have one didn't they meet and For, like, like grab a bite to eat in his no in his office or something yeah they were working late or something like that he's like oh i can't because he's very busy so yeah, he's like oh busy, Mimi, i have a bottle but of i have a bottle something. of scotch that's right bottle of scotch yeah so maybe they already maybe i would I put the surprising. camera back on renee so she can do that to the audience do it no, you did the wink too i can't wink well Ooh. Like, if I, I did that at a bar, all. people would, like, leave. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you have something in your eye. What's... <laughs> they come like, over, they're like, are you okay? It's dark in <laughs> here. Why, why are you doing that? Like... <laughs> um, well, you know, I, I guess it, it's a little early, but the, in terms of predictions, I guess there's a lot of things to talk about of where we think this will go. So, let's go to predictions, because I just want to hear that music, like we always do, and, and be able to do this. I don't know why I'm doing it. Um, certainly a lot of things... The whole Atwood situation, how do you think it will play out? I don't know. I think Agent Wells has to find a way to tell the truth and get him off because he can't just take the fall for murdering Najid, Majid Nassar. I just, I can't see that happening. Yeah, I think that Hannah knows she's now being watched, so she's going to have to keep it low-key, make them think that uh, she's not on to them, and even if she is, she's going to keep her mouth shut. Because, I mean, they sent her the text. So I think she's going to do her own research, hope that she's not being followed, have that other guy, Craig, help out. And then I, okay, the one thing I really, really, really want to bring up, because I want to see if anyone else thinks this, I found it very odd that they used the whole kidnapping thing in two different scenarios uh, with McLeish and his wife, that I can't remember her yes, name. Yes, you pitched this, I, this. Yeah, Talk with McLeish this. and his wife, there was an awkward scene we've made fun of several times where the wife was like, yeah, she was missing, but like, yeah, I sent him a text. okay. But then at the end of this episode, we kind of saw McLeish showing empathy a little bit because yeah. he was like, "You talked like how many he was more, being held at will." How many more innocent people have to get hurt? So here's my theory. It is a little far fetched. Bear with me. I think that um, Jason and, and uh, Jason's kid—I forget his name. Kevin Keith. What is his name? The kid. Oh, the kid. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. That's something I need to look up. Jason's child. Who is kidnapped? I think it's related to uh, Luke. Luke, Jason's kid, Luke. Him being kidnapped is related to McLeish's kid. I think McLeish's kid was kidnapped. I think that call that he received was on purpose done by them, and I think they said something about his kid being missing. We heard that the kid came back. I don't think the kid came back because even Jason, when his kid was missing and he was freaking out, when he had to keep it cool, he told. Uh, Hannah, that the kid was at a friend's house. He also made it seem as though his kid was back. I think that conversation we saw at the end with that mystery woman, who I think was in Desperate Housewives, and McLeish uh, is connected to kind of like the same like blackmailing, I'm holding I'm holding your kid hostage kind of situation. And that's why McLeish is doing all that he is. Because I don't think they would have shown us this, empath- um, this empathetic side of him if he wasn't yeah. actually being doing this against his will in some way. And then the kid connecting would make sense on this show because otherwise, why would that be the excuse? And then why would Jason's kid also get kidnapped? That would That's a weird connection that they, I don't think they would have done um, on purpose unless it wasn't just coincidence. At it, least I hope not. It was interesting to see that empathy at the end that, of why. Why do you say how many more innocent people, unless he's like, 
he's almost regretting his decision to yeah. go bad. Ivan says, uh, by the way, no, McLeish is a monster, monster all caps. <laughs> That's what I was going to question. I mean, are we questioning whether he's not like in- inherently evil? Like, he did take part, whether against his will or you know, whether he was in on it, a bunch of people died at the Capitol uh, bombing. So it's weird that now he's trying to show empathy. Like, is he, was so, his strings oh, being pulled? So just so you know, you're, you're making it seem or, like he, he was, no, held, I don't cap- think he he was held captive after the bombing. At, no, here's the thing. I think that the kid went missing while he was at um, the Capitol. I think he got a call telling him this information, telling him where to go. And then from there, he had to follow that. I don't think he knew from the beginning. I'm not saying, I'm saying he did not know about the Capitol bombing. He didn't know that that would happen. I think that this all started really? when he disappeared on the phone call. I don't think he was on the phone with his wife. I do think his wife knows that the kid is missing and what's going on, but I don't think anyone else does. Because I'm just saying, how weird would it be that his kid disappeared but then came back and it was nothing serious and that was a little storyline they introduced to us that were like well that's not real but then having jason's kid actually get kidnapped and then having this scene at the end of them talking it just felt weird sylvia likes your theory by the way thank you sylvia i mean that could work i bet you also like original oreos it's a stretch, but <laughs> it could Well, walk. I mean, not, not that it's, like, completely far-fetched, but, I mean, that's something I'd probably reveal at the very end, like, in the finale, because they, there's a lot that has but to they're dropping connect seeds. for them to get that. Why have that scene, guys? Okay, think about just reasoning. Unless, unless they're predicting that McLeish will turn. Maybe they're laying the groundwork for that. Will he say, will he eventually, tur- like, realize the guilt is getting to him, and he will turn? That's the other possibility. I'm not. I'm just playing devil's advocate and throwing it out. The other possibility of him, you know, feeling the guilt of so many people dying and being like, you know, it's different to talk about it than it actually happening. And as the bodies are piling up, uh, both of just actual dead bodies and body lives that he's ruined, that it's gotten to him, and he will eventually turn and then help them catch Catalan. That is possible. That's another idea, for sure. It's a lot. A lot to talk about. Uh, something else I was just about to uh, point out. Oh, uh, oh, dang it. It involved uh, McLeish somehow, and I am blanking. Uh, oh, but we're still talking about predictions, so let's talk about... Uh, oh, with the woman who got the text. So they... She, so, yeah, she got... Sorry, the woman who sent the text... Oh. So Hannah gets the text that says, no, don't say anything. They trace the text back to a number. She calls the number, and it's the number Who that she's been getting the information from. Yeah. So does that mean that woman is dirty? That's what unclear. Are you talking about? I don't know. I don't know why she would tell her to not give that information. If is she trying to help her and is telling her not to is say something she, now? Yes. Because it'll benefit it them wasn't later. That so, number. Like, well, yes, it was. That was the number the that person. she called. Whereas that That's number has always been calling Hannah. That's the number that was traced from the text message that says, don't say anything. she was like, why did you call? Like, how are you calling me? Yes. And she was like, 1114. So the voice on the phone is bad? Oh my gosh. I thought it was just, I missed that. I thought it was the woman, the redhead. I thought she got the redhead's number. I thought the redhead sent it. No. No. So we think that the woman on the phone is bad because... She, uh... No, I don't think she's bad. Then she's I not think bad, she's... but it is someone that... Then Aaron's bad. Unless someone else was in the room that would have heard no, it. Or think... or cameras. Yeah, because she's not bad. She's trying to give information. So but, because why, that... but why would she send the text to Hannah that says, don't say anything? Because if Aaron was bad, if she said something and Aaron was on the bad side, then that would make so it worse. So you think Aaron's bad? 
I'm only saying this because I don't saying? think that woman's. I don't. I don't think that woman's bad. <laughs> yeah, I don't think she's bad. I think she's purposely telling Hannah not to say anything in that moment so that there will be a better opportunity for her to reveal the truth. Because, like you said, she they can't. From from Hannah's perspective and from that perspective, I guess what they don't want to say anything to someone like Aaron because they don't know if he's um, good or bad. But I think it's going to come out later in a different way. Like Hannah's going to have another opportunity to either tell Kirkman directly or someone who can actually do something about it. But at the same time, how does that woman have Hannah's no, not even number? How does she know she was? How does she know she was about to go in? It has to be someone on the end. Side, but I didn't really it's, recognize that voice. Ivan thinks that the woman on the phone is protecting Hannah. Well, yeah, I, think so I don't too. even think just Hannah. I just think the situation. She's somebody who clearly does not want to get I involved. Know. I don't know. Like, I just think it's it's shady, and I don't think you would be protecting someone. I think, I think that one person is trying to control everything, and I don't think she's trying to protect Hannah. I think she's trying to control the situation, which involves But then involves why Hannah. give Hannah any lead whatsoever? Because you're, you're sending her down a path that you want her to go down. So then well, how would that not be? Because eventually it will allow them to take out McLeish. Maybe, just think about this. If the woman on the phone, whoever, wants to eventually get rid of McLeish, but, you, but McLeish is a pawn. You think maybe that woman's somehow connected to Hookstratton? No, no, I mean, I I would say that woman might be connected to some one bad one of the one of the terrorist cells, mm. and the same cell that is using uh, McLeish, but as a pawn, and so they're eventually going to use Hannah to take out McLeish, thus getting rid of any loose ends. They'd have to get rid of her too. Yep. <laughs> But they're controlling the way that she kind of acts in the path that she goes down, whether she knows it or not. I'm just throwing uh, out that's some theories. An interesting theory. I don't know. About Ivan that says one. the woman on the phone is a hacker. I bet. Uh, Ariadne says I think the woman on the phone was unknowingly part of the plan and is now helping Hannah because she feels bad. I mean, there's there's a lot of theories. And if there's anything about this show, it's that we probably won't get any answers for at least another nine weeks. Because they're not going to answer them next week. Uh, any other predictions? To, uh, what's a random thing that's going to happen next week that involves the entire country and a problem? Leo won't be in the episode, is my prediction. Maybe it'll be something with the First Lady. Maybe she will have her own little subplot line like she did a couple episodes ago. <laughs> Who knows? I mean, at this point, anything goes. I'm trying to, you know, uh, uh, severe weather. We haven't touched on severe weather. If there's like a like natural a, like disaster. A, yeah, like a hurricane or an earthquake that the president needs to deal with. I mean, I'm just so, coming up with major national disasters Yeah. that would uh, come to the president's attention of places that he would need to go. Mm-hmm. I mean, with the show, we really don't know. Would what, you want to watch chat, that? What do you got? I, do we want to watch some of the subplots that we've already seen? I'm just throwing out. What do you got in the live chat? At least they I want had the craziest thing twists. you've seen. I'm trying to get them thrown. Okay. I mean, I mean, I what know. do you guys want to see in the finale? Like, what do you want answered the most? I want to back. I want just like to feel I, like backstabbed. I want to feel like, oh, I should have known it was that person. Oh, I want. I want that. I one. like your yeah. theory. What theory? That with the kids? theory with the kids. Thanks. <laughs> I should thank you. I think the camera. <laughs> Thanks, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. Uh, uh, 
Ivan says Aaron and Emily will go tangoing. Yeah, that's it's not that wild. I don't, that's Man, we where is their sexual tension? tension? It's gone down the drain. Now that we lost Lisa and on. Seth, I need some more sexual tension. I need some Aaron and Emily. Mm. Some Emily. That's a good ship name. No. Arm, Arnley. Arnley. No. Arnley. <laughs> Arnley. Right. You guys keep you you keep thinking about that. <laughs> that is it for this episode. And here's the thing: if you're listening to this afterwards, you're hearing us mention a lot of people in the live chat, and we're very thankful for everyone in the live chat. You can join us every single week if you're listening to this. Every Wednesday, we go on at 11 p.m. Pacific time. 2 p.m. East, 2 a.m. Eastern. I know it's late. <laughs> 2 p.m. Eastern. It's late enough here that I can't really say, hear what I'm saying. But we'd love to have you. We join uh, a lot of people here and obviously talk through a lot of theories. So until next week, you can find me on Instagram at the only MC on Twitter at Michael Klaus TV. Ladies, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Christine Bean. Let me know what you guys think is going to happen in the winter finale. Hey guys, I'm Renee Ariel. You can follow me on Instagram and on Twitter at Renee Ariel and check out my blog, catslipstickla.com. There we go, everyone. Thank you very much for joining us. Follow us on iTunes. <laughs> give us a couple stars. Follow our podcast. Aaron Yelly. Thanks, Steve. Aaron Yelly. We'll tweet out Aaron our best Neely. names for Aaron and Emily. Catch you next week. Adios. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 